Hello and welcome to the Big Happy Life podcast, the show you listen to if you have at least one of these three specific goals. One, feel in control of your life so you can enjoy all the elements of it. Two, create the kind of life you tell your kids is possible so you show them rather than tell them. And three, develop really good coping skills for the tough stuff. I'm your host, Natalie Britt. Thank you for joining me. And this month we are talking about whether you do things for or against yourself. This month, I've had yet another revelation, and it got me thinking about why we do the things we do and what differentiates the times we're successful from the times we're not. This episode will be particularly relevant if you set goals for yourself that you struggle with, perhaps financial goals or health or fitness goals, um, anything that requires some level of habit change and discipline, but is something that every time you try it, you find it really difficult to stay the course. What I talk about here may help you figure out why. Here we go. If you're a regular listener or you read my blog, then you know that last year was a big year in terms of habit change for me. For the first time in my adult life, I quit alcohol and did so for around six months. And during that six months, I also gave up processed sugar for 40 days, which for me was nothing short of miraculous in truth. But for the last six months of last year, I reintroduced alcohol and also sugar was a huge part of my diet. And so at the start of this year, I had to retrace those steps and reintroduce those better habits. In case you're wondering why I'm talking about wine and sugar, when I should be talking about control of your life and mental health and all of the various things that this podcast is all about, I should say that I'm using wine and sugar as examples here because they were and are my coping strategies. So when my mental health suffers, these are the things I would normally have turned to. But this episode is about when we make the decision to correct some of these things, when we make the decisions to improve ourselves or our lives, there are two ways we can do it. One of them makes the process a lot more difficult and one of them makes the process easier. And that's what I wanted to talk about in this episode. This particular piece of the puzzle fell into place for me one morning when I was doing yoga, which is a sentence I never expected myself to say. Oh, one morning when I was doing yoga. Yeah, because I do yoga. I was never a person who would have entertained the idea of yoga. I tried it many, many times and I was like, oh my God, I'm dying, it's so boring. But there was a reason for that. And it was the same reason that kept me returning to wine and sugar as things that were my relaxation. And it's because my head was such a hostile place. And so that's what this episode is about, is when you set yourself goals and when you have all of these aspirations and all of these things that you are striving towards, it's really easy to believe you're positive, you're being a positive person, you're taking control and you are moving through your life in a purposeful way. And you are, and I was. But what I realized that morning when I was downward, you can't say downward dogging, can you? No. Um, so doing a yoga pose, I realized that my head was a quiet enough place that I didn't have to run away from it anymore. And I realized that was the result of how I am currently working through that purposeful goal-setting part of my life. As you may know from the last few episodes, things have been quite up and down over the last few months. 
I was worried, I was confused about the future, whether I was making the right choices, and I was getting myself all tied up in knots. And then that epiphany came about just focusing on now and doing what is required now and not worrying so much about whether this decision changes the future in some dramatic way. And letting go in that way, I think, created enough space for this part of the puzzle to come through in my thinking. So that morning, as I held the pose, one of the things I was thinking about was how I had set goals for myself in the past, what the motivation was behind some of them, particularly the ones I didn't always really 100% want to do, like giving up alcohol or giving up sugar, because those are things that I associated with relaxation and enjoyment. And I realized that over the years, I have set myself these goals, but they always had an underlying you suck story attached to them. And that's what I mean about against yourself goals. These are goals where even though the behavior is positive and the intention is positive, the underlying story is one where you are fixing yourself in order to like yourself. So there's something about that sense of, I'll only like you if, or I'll only be happy when. This is where we have to lose a particular amount of weight or stay within the government guidelines when it comes to alcohol consumption or earn a particular amount of money before we will deem ourselves worthy or valuable or enough. And often in the world of self-improvement, you'll hear talk of the compelling why. And I've even recorded an episode about that, that you need a compelling why. But the thing I've realized is your compelling why can sound really positive and underneath it still have a story of you suck. And that story, when it's under the water, just hiding there, can swim up to you, bite you in the leg and pull you under, often because you don't even know it's there. You don't even know to be aware of it. And you don't know the power it's wielding over you. In my case, my relationship with food and all the goals I set with regards to sugar or any other food group that I was either saying is in or out were all related to that sense of you suck and the only thing that will make you not suck is if you do that. Lose the weight, quit that thing, do more of this, do less of that. I mean, with me, it was exercise or it was one particular food group or it was something else. There was always something. And I'd be going, this time it's going to be different. And I always believed it because I was so fired up. But under the water was that you suck story, just waiting. And it wasn't until I was on that yoga mat that it suddenly occurred to me that the reason I was able to do yoga was because no one in my head was yelling, you suck and you should be doing a HIIT workout or you're gonna end up fat. Instead, my thoughts were about the kindness I was showing myself and the time I was giving myself and how soothing it felt and how much easier it would be for me to show that same level of kindness to my husband and my kids as the day wore on. And that was when it dawned on me that all those moments when I had tried so hard to give up sugar or to do anything that required a certain level of willpower, I would have those moments where I would be standing at the fridge or I'd be standing at the cupboard and I'd be thinking, oh, I really want to eat that. And there would be that voice, you suck. But of course, if you suck, you might as well eat the chocolate biscuit because you suck anyway. So that's the thing. When we set these goals for ourselves, we have a compelling why, but what we also have to look at is what are the stories that are under the water? Are they ones that if you step on them are gonna bite you and pull you under? 
or are they ones that if you step on them will buoy you up and give you that lift at exactly the moment when you need it? So I'm at a point in my life where once again, giving up sugar is back on the agenda. This time it's not weight related. This time, hooray, middle age, I'm perimenopausal. So my hormones are all over the place and I can go from one moment being really kind and loving to the next minute being, well, basically a bear. And since I'd prefer to avoid HRT at this point, the next option I have available to me is lifestyle. So it's all about diet, exercise, and doing certain things that will help me to balance and regulate my hormones naturally, or will help my body do what it needs to do to regulate those things. So of course, sugar is one of the great poisons of the world and has to go. Now, aside from 40 days last year, there is no point where I have successfully managed to regulate my sugar intake. And even with those 40 days last year, there is no point in my adult life where I have successfully managed to build a healthy relationship with food, where it is nourishment and nutrition and fuel, rather than some kind of numbing or coping strategy or something I use for entertainment or anything other than hunger. So I'm in new territory at this point. But once again, I come back to that moment on the yoga mat where I realized that these moments are no longer frightening to me because something has changed in the stories that are under the water, the stories that lie beneath the goals and the stories that lie beneath who I see myself as. And that means that when those moments of lack and deprivation, of feeling like all you want to do is return to the behavior, to have the thing that comforts you, to do the thing you're used to doing, when those moments arise, the stories that are under the water are stories of hope and strength and love and kindness and possibility. And so those ones don't bite me. Those ones are the ones that buoy me up. And I can stand there and I can look at a cupboard full of chocolate biscuits and various things that I would otherwise have real trouble resisting. And I can know that I still have trouble resisting them, but that it's not trouble that's unmanageable because none of the voices in my head are yelling or whispering or even just creating a feeling that I can't quite get my hands on that says you suck. So the point I make with this episode is, yes, have a compelling why. Think about your reasons for doing the things you want to do. But then beneath that, look at the stories that go with those reasons. Are those stories actually going to weaken you in the moment where you need to be strong? And if they are, where are your sources of strength? What are your options to create a new story, to create a story that when you listen to that one, you feel able, you can face the difficult moment and you know that you have everything you need inside you to cope with it and to take that step forward. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, I have the I suck stories under most of the things I have set myself as goals, but at this point, I really have no idea how to change any of that then keep listening over the coming weeks and I will introduce you to my sources of strength model. There are six of them and they work together to buoy up your strength, your resilience and your ability to figure out your best steps forward and then have the strength to take those steps. If you're not already a subscriber, the best thing to do is hit the subscribe button and that way you'll be notified when another episode goes live. I don't record regularly, so that really is the only way to know when another episode is out but of course, you can always just come back and check every now and again and see if there's anything new. You can also join the Big Happy Life Facebook group and you'll find that at Big Happy Life page. 
Anytime a podcast goes live, I'll be loading it there. And that's also a place where you could leave comments or questions if there's anything you'd like me to cover. The last thing to say is that if you're looking for the show notes, you'll find those at bighappylife.blog and also bighappylife.co.uk. And both of those sites offer the option to leave comments or questions. So again, if you want to get in touch and you have anything you'd like to know more about, do so either the Facebook group or one of the web pages, and I will get back in touch with you or record an episode that will help answer your questions. But for now, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.